What's shaking YouTube and I? This is your man Tebow. Welcome to Lords Alarm Box. Present the comic book cover by Shakers of the Week for uh, 8 17 2023. I got two shiny bald faces with me, or bald heads, excuse me, going old school with you today. So, as we kick it old school, you know what it is. It's Freestyle Friday. Let's go. Let's kick it off with some uh, Freestyle Friday, shall we? Uh, as soon as I find something here, let's go with this one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Lords and Lombok Experience, the cover price comic book shakers of the week. We got a couple of old school Lords members. Marty from the comic book fanatic says, good to the people, man. What is good to the people? As Tim says, what's up, you tubanites? What's up, nerds, comic collectors of all sorts, statue collectors, six scale figures, whatever is out there. You guys come on out and check us out tonight. Have fun with us. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yep. Otto, say what's good to the people. What's up, everybody? Happy to be here tonight rocking the L-O-T-L-B white shirt today. And before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to my niece, Mackenzie Helene, who is leaving tomorrow for college, Mount Holyoke College. Nice. Uh, Two-sport oh, nice. athlete, killer, killer lacrosse player. 
field hockey girl. So shout out to Mackenzie. She's going to do big things up there. So I uh, can't wait to get started and talk comics with my comic book geeks, man. Geeks, awesome. not nerds. Here we go. Yes, I love there's it. a difference. I like that. See, we're all about geekdom. It's, all, it's not about nerddom. It's geekdom, as Mark right. said, right? Uh, right? So once again, this show is sponsored by our friends over at coverprice.com. Uh, this this comes from our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily shakers list. Is this changes several times every day to make sure you check it out every day to view some of the hottest trending books in the market? <sighs> wow, that's a mouthful. Oh, that's what Ooh. she said. But um, yeah. yeah, so let's get things started. I don't think there's an offer list. You may get one on here, but there are a couple of staggering prices on here that even shook me a bit. But what do we have for our first one? We're going to start off with Amazing Spider-Man, issue 607, the newsstand from um, 2009, September 23. J. Scott Campbell has been one of the most recognizable art styles in the industry. His body of work is characterized by his, his ability to blend dynamic action with expressive characters, often portrayed with a sense of fun and playfulness. Uh, he is best known for his work on such titles as Gen 13, Danger Girl, Fairy Tale Fantasies. This cover features a playful Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. Black Cat, Front and center, wearing a Spider-Man T-shirt. Uh, this cover was drawn by J. Scott Campbell and colored by Edgar Delgado. This week, a CGC 9.8 sold for an impressive $2,000. Keep in mind, there are two versions of the 2009 cover, the direct market and a newsstand. This issue was printed in the waiting days of newsstand copies, making it challenging to find, even more difficult to find a near-mint condition. In fact, the last recorded sale of a 9.8 was back in 2020 when it sold for $720. If you happen to have a copy of the direct edition and have no fear because the average copy in near mint condition goes for $100 as well. Classic cover right here, man. Wow. Yeah, and I have a feeling this ain't the, this ain't the only J. Scott Campbell cover you're going to see on this week's list. But you see how things... I know, Marty, you've kind of been away from the collecting game for a bit. You see how things have changed where there's niche collecting and like... I um, do, I do. Newsstand, yep. horror, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, hard to find. Like a variety of stuff now, you know? And yeah. it's just all over. I mean, you can't you can't pinpoint one thing or another out here. Yeah. I mean, something's yeah, like, hidden and something's done. It's it's kind of crazy, yeah. man. So, yeah. And I'm but, surprised this cover. I remember um, when, shoot, back in 2014, 2015, I remember seeing this over there on the uh, the back walls for about, going for about 100, 150 bucks then. And yeah. now, but wow. was it a news, I mean, what is it? What is it a newsstand, though? No, it was not a newsstand. Yeah. But that's I, the, yeah. I, you know, I have to go back and check my, I have at least about three or four of those. I remember when they first came out, I was just, I was just, picking up j scott Cot campbell's books all over the place you know anything j scott campbell i was just kind of grabbing up so i have to go back in my collection see if i have that and i think it's on the barcode to the left of the little black writing where it tells you mm -hmm. that it's a uh, new stand as direct stand that's about the only right, way to tell right. it. back in the old days the entire logo would be different but uh let's go even old. let's go old school this fills my heart to see this book on here Let's go. Let's go. Number two, number shaker. Number two is four colors. Number eight seventy eight by Dell, published in nineteen fifty eight. Dell Comics, a division of Dell Publishing, began publishing comics in nineteen twenty nine under four colors or four color comics. Four color produced over thirteen hundred issues under various titles for over twenty years. Although not the first time Peanut appeared in comics, this four color issue sold for an all time high. Of seven thousand two hundred dollars for a CGC nine point two this God week. Damn. Dale Hale and Jim Sasseville were the principal producers 
who worked with Charles Schultz to create the Peanut Comic franchise. Dale's artwork and writing are featured in this issue, and the trio was responsible for creating one of the most memorial stories in comic history. Many copies of this issue are on the census, but only one other currently exists at the 9.2 grade. Oh, excuse me, guys. Hold on a second. <clears throat> However, be cautious if you wish to add one to your collection, as there is a 15-cent price variant. Copy and reprint, reprint by Western with a slightly darker color and the gold key logo in the upper left corner. There you go. So make sure you get the Dell one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. That, that's, some, that's some time machine shit right there, man. If you got a 9.2 from 1958. Oh, God damn. Man. Oh, my but, goodness. Uh, Especially built for kids, man. These were made for kids. You know what I mean? They yeah, they like, were. You know, well, these you know, kids were ripping these up, rolling them up, you know? Yeah. Well, now they called them the know, funny pages back in the days. Yeah, you know? yeah. funny pages. Yeah. Well, nowadays, you know, geeks have money and they go back and they relive their childhood. We've seen that over and over again, especially with like uh, with video games and people slapping old video games and uh, the, the original uh, Nintendo sixty four games and or and all that good stuff. Not even Nintendo, Super Nintendo uh, games that people are doing Atari. So yeah, four quarter issue number eight seventy eight from Dell nineteen fifty eight nine point two four seven thousand two hundred dollars. This is probably the most obscure comic on here and the Matripius one. Yeah, let's go 0 for 3. Come on. I mean, not to say that. If you got this, man, we need proof of life on this one. Uh, <laughs> this is Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Lo Loathing in Las Vegas, issue 1 by Jim Mofford. IDW kicked us out in 2016 and stepped into the whirlwind of the cult classic chaos with Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, number 1, issue 1. The gripping, the gripping adaption of Thompson's iconic work brings his gonzo journalism style to life in a vivid new medium, capturing the essence of a wild and unconventional journey illustrated by Jim Mofford. This issue is a portal to, to the realm of Thompson's unforgettable narrative. The comic provides an exciting reimagination uh, re of the 1971 novel that delved into the heart of the American dream with a fearless, satirical edge. Various directors have also adapted cinematic adaptations, reflecting the challenge of translating his unorthodox style. From Martin Scorsese to Oliver Stone's attempt at Terry Gillum's eventual 1998 film featuring Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro. Thompson's tale has sparked curiosity and creativity uh, in storytelling across the, the genres. This issue has flown under the radar, and there are only... 13 recorded raw sales and zero slab sales. There are only five copies in the CGC census, all 9.8s, sh uh, showcasing just how niche this book is. Last week, a raw near mint sold for $90, significantly surpassing the high sale of $32.99 from January of this year. And just check out the current listed prices, asking for $300 to $500 for raws mm, wow. and $600 to $1,400 for a 9.8. In a society where boundaries of reality are often blurred, this issue stands as a testament to the enduring revelance of Thompson's chaotic exploration of the American dream. God damn, I should get an award for that read. That was God, rough, my boys. God Shakers, damn. very, top, top very impressive, Otto. Very Hunter S. Thompson's Trend Loath in Las Vegas, number one for $90. And uh, who hasn't had a crazy acid trip filled trip to Vegas? I mean, that's basically <laughs> what it's about. I mean, and uh, raised. Do you guys remember this weird animation about this uh, kind of toad version of Hunter S. Thompson? 
and I think it was Johnny Depp who played that character as well. So I'm in the live chat, job, but there was a there was a, an, a, an animated movie where it was like I don't know, it was a Toad or somebody, but it was an animated kind of version of Hunter S. Thompson that uh, I think that uh, Depp also did the voicing for the, you know, so uh, I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but I remember watching it thinking like, God, this is not for kids. This is some weird shit going on here, man. I, You've I actually seen this. this one then, huh? Yeah. Ah, really? Like yeah, no, I've never seen this. I wouldn't even like. No, I haven't seen the comic. I see the movie. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Movie. Yeah. 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 The movie is trippy too, though. I mean, it's just basically him going on an acid bender and going to Vegas, you know, Johnny Depp, but his pure weirdness right there. Wow. All right. I've seen this book up here, but uh, read carefully. Yes. Shaker number four is The Incredible Hulk, number 377, third print now by Marvel, published in 1991. We were all scratching our heads over this one. Now, don't crash your cars trying to read this. Uh, text your ex <laughs> to go through that box of comics that you left in your garage or ask your LCS Damn. to rummage through the inventory. But yes, this 9.8 of the Incredible Hulk, number 377, third print, sold for, wait for it, a whopping $14,750. It's legit, folks. Confirmed by the seller, it is sure to send a tidal wave through the nerdville so what's the deal with the third print anyways well the first print came out back in the beginning of 91 and between the almost negative style color design compiled with the critically storylines of the emerging hulk persona it was a parent hit and flew off the shelves marvel figured it was good enough for the second print which was released almost immediately after the first strangely though nearly three years later 1994 not 1991 was listed on cgc Marvel decided to circulate a low-run third print, which was quietly flown under the radar for quite some time now. There are plenty of copies of this rare third printing on the census, 474 to be exact. But it seems most are holding on for their dear life to their fluorescent slabs. But rest assured, the current 12 holders of the 9.8s, you won't like them when they're angry. I have yet to uh -huh. see this actual third print in person. I've seen... The first print, the second print. I haven't seen the fucking error one, but I've yet to see this third print in person. Uh, at, I have to I, go back. I have to go back. I mean, I've got to go dig through my long boxes because yeah. I know I have a third print. I don't know if I have a direct and I don't know if I have the error, you know, so I've got a my God, man. Time to sell Price now. Yeah. yeah. So now obviously that for it. So Incredible Hulk 377 third print variant. Fourteen thousand seven hundred fifty dollars or the price of a, or the price of a used Accord, basically. So, God, right, right, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm talking about uh, animated uh, films that are coming up. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Mm -hmm. The new show was great. I loved it. But Invincible nineteen uh, from two thousand four, with the return of Invincible on Amazon Prime, is right around the corner. Those who are fans of the series, it's been an excellent interpretation expansion to the, to enjoy. Something we get to enjoy in the first season was the incredible roster of characters. Uh, that includes this. That includes those whose first appearance in this book, Battle Beast, Manga Attack, Maga Maniac, and Theory Tyrant introduced earlier. They all became recurring characters with the varying degrees of depth. Recently, a fan opted to acquire this book for an outstanding, astounding $675 for a CGC 9.8. A massive jump from its previous all-time high of 425 achieved back in 2022. Oddly enough, both high sales occurred in the off-season. 
as season one was released in mid-2021, while most of the recent was just before the release of season two. It's just another example of the legs of this series has and its ability to draw in new fans as it reaches a new audience. Some who go back to where it all began to secure a book heavily featured featuring key first issue appearances. Yeah, so Invincible has a ton of world building around it and a ton of characters in it. Hell, they just dropped a uh, thing on Amazon Prime about the, the origins of the girl. Uh, yes, that was great. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, and they didn't even tell anybody. They just surprised nope, them. They just dropped pages. it. Yeah, what was it called? Oh, I don't know. It was something. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, yeah no, it, it was, was it was pretty good though. But uh, yeah, but something you know, in the live chat help us out. Yeah, they were just recently went on Amazon Prime. It was like an origin story of the uh, of the girl, one of the girls from Invincible. It's pretty dope. But all right, uh, here's one that uh, it looks familiar. But once again, look closely. Hmm. Shaker number six is Iron Fist number fourteen. Dang. Thirty-five cent regional price by Marvel, published in nineteen seventy-seven. Let's revisit a modern-day grail we covered a little over the year ago. In 1976, Marvel tested a price increase from $0.25 cents to $0.30 cents in six test markets, branding the new amount with different colors or shapes, such as a Starburst. After it was deemed a success, Marvel tried it again in 1977 in another six market, possibly only four or five for the $0.35. Cent. With a subtle change, they kept the same look in the style of the 30 cent copies and only replaced the price. Although Marvel fully adopted the 35 cents increase, these low printed price variants today are hard to find. They have, however, generated some of the most valuable Bronze Age books like Star Wars number one. Yep. Got it. The highly exclusive, elusive Scooby Doo number one, and this first issue of Iron Fist number 14. The first appearance of Sabretooth. There are 184 copies of the 35 cent run printed, and some collectors have managed to acquire them all. However, it must be confirmed if anyone has the complete set, including the blank bar error Captain America number 212. This week, a copy of Iron Fist number 14 hit a high of $5,750 for a CGC of 8.0, just an 8.0, ladies and gentlemen, which is a slight dip from the $6,000 for a CGC 7.0 back in the early 2022. But notably, in that this sale outsold the 8.5 grades from 2018. Wow. Yeah, wow. so, I mean, price the price variants have been around a long time people have been searching them out like star wars number one has always been the one go-to right that that everybody knew about that it was you know because because I, I had some other ones too but they're insignificant because they don't have any really um you know they're like you know first issues first appearance or anything like that just like kind of the mark jewelers insert you know sometimes if they hit with uh like a first appearance or you know uh you know first issue or something they get more price but this is wow six grand for a First Sabretooth. Just imagine yeah. if Sabretooth comes back on the uh, big screen. It's going to get a jump, oh, wow. another jump. Yeah. All right. Iron Fist number 14, a 35 cent price, uh, 45 cent cover price. I want to say regional price, but anyway, from August 1977, 5,754 and 8.0. This is why my favorite cover Crazy. on the next one right here. This one is my favorite cover of the week. Wow. Look at this, man. All right. So Psylocke Gorgeous. number one. 
I yeah, have no, like two of those, man. I think. Come yeah. on, Marty. Come on. You're blowing <laughs> us away with this stuff, dude. You take a little break and look at this. You're just dropping the hammer. You have the second print, though. I don't know. I do All not right. know. I'll have to go back and check. Ah, okay. I, All right, but we'll I, take a look. Okay. But, yeah. All right. So here look. we go. So this is Silac number one, the Tolabio cover, if I'm saying this right. It's a second print from 2009. So Psylocke is a psychic assassin in a perplexing Marvel storyline where Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, and Kanan, who is Revenants, shared the same persona. Betsy tries to reunite with her deceased original body in this first issue of her self-titled solo series. With the gruesome cover art depicted here by acclaimed Filipino illustrator Harvey Tolabao, I guess. However, Tolabao. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. However, there is one of those unique instances where the second print, lower distribution run, outperforms the original version. This week, we have a CGC 9.8 copy reaching an all-time high sale of $900, almost tripling the highest recorded sale of a regular issue. As a secondary character, Psylocke has yet to have as much success as other characters in MCU's canon, considering the complexity of her backstory but has undoubtedly had many artists aspiring to illustrate the Omega-level mutant. Although Olivia Munn had a limited role as Psylocke in the X-Men Apocalypse, it will be interesting to see how the character will evolve, and fans eagerly hope to see her return to the big screen. That is yeah. a sick cover, man. Holy cow. Yeah, man. and they it didn't is. do her justice in the movie. But no, not at all. I mean, the outfit no. was, like, was true to comics, which almost like seemed like... Too bad, but this cover is gorgeous. I mean, just outside of Solex's body, look at the ninjas and all the detail in the, in mm-hmm. the cover. Or, I mean, that is absolutely fucking fantastic, man. I, now I want to go get one. Uh, 900 for 9.8, I'd, I'd pull the trigger. Why not? Oh, yeah. Right? Beautiful cover, man. Uh, Psylocke number one, the Harley uh, Talabao, uh, second print Marvel variant. So you got two Asians on the show. All right. I'll, I'll, you, I'll help you with the Asian names. <laughs> but the shit, man. But I'm all, okay? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm as always, uh, this show, we always like to show uh, old horror books, and this week is no different. Mm, especially with Halloween coming up, and I love me some horror. Number eight, Shaker, is Startling Terrors Tales number 11. Star publication published in 1952. More pre-code horror record sales coming your way this week. There are many rare and seminal cover pre-code comic collectors love to add to their collections even rarer are cover variants from this highly desirable age of comics the cover for starling terrors number 11 volume one is by famed pre-code artist lb cole and features the ghost spider of death a giant life-size spider with a bloody mouth skull head caught in its web are the heads of the previous victims and its arms are a headlight damsels in distress and a dead man This cover has it all. Further, this comic exists with both a blue border or a black border behind the title. This particular sale was from the rarer black border. With everything going for it, it's no wonder we saw a whopping record sale of 11K for a CGC 4.0. Unbelievable. Wow. Comparables are hard to find as this is truly a unicorn comics, ladies and gentlemen. So 
This is a variant cover, but I don't think they did it on purpose. It sounds like almost a printing error, right? If, or maybe they did. I mean, if it is, it's got to be the earliest variant mm -hmm. ever, right? That came out in 1952. Right. But uh, just look at that. That That's a horrifying fucking comic. It, it is. It, it, it's yeah. absolutely horrifying. And I, yeah. e even back then, I mean, even into the 60s and 70s when they were doing eerie and creepy magazines, mm. I mean, they were some really, really horrific colors, especially done by... Uh, artists like Boris Vallejo, Joe Jusco, oh, yeah. all of them. I mean, my God, a lot of those things were very, very beautiful artwork, beautiful, but very horrific. Yeah, but th these are like, these are pre-code horror. So, you know, not before uh, Soda, Selection of the Innocent, mm -hmm. innocent uh, Sodi. So, you know, imagine little little Jimmy bringing this home and his mom's like, what are you oh, reading? Oh, it. I'm just reading yeah. this. Boom, yeah. go to the Senate. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. And they started yeah. burning books. That's <laughs> I'm bringing it to church. Yeah, that's why they were more valuable because a lot of them were part of book burnings. They were, you know, literally burning up these books. So, you know, so a 4.0 for 10 grand. Wow. Almost 11 grand. That is nuts. I that is so crazy. Strange. Talk about talk about having a collector catch that, you know? Yeah. So somebody knew what they were doing when they were buying this off color one. That's not the regular Baron. I would be curious to see what the other one's going for. But what's it? What do you have for the next shaker? We're looking at Ooh. the uh, this. Is, uh, all right, let's see what you guys think about this one right here. Uh, Tales of Leonardo, Blind Sight number four from 2006 in Image uh, Mirage Comics. By the time Peter, Peter Layard and Jim Lawson brought the Turtles back home to Mirage Studios in 2001, they were on their fourth volume of a three year stint at Image Comics under their belt. The Turtles weren't teenagers anymore, they were in their 30s and they were accepted by society, but strangely still lived in the sewer below the city. By issue 28 in June of 2006, the series was starting to lose its steam as issue 29 and 30 were published a few years later, while issue 31 was released as an online comic book, only to be published in print in 2015. And issue 32 was printed in 2014 for free comic book day. Tales of Leonardo Blindsight came around the same time as issue 28 and was a four-issue miniseries that told the story of Blind Leonardo finding his way in the world. Since this was a miniseries on the tail of the end of the Turtles' popularity, the print ones runs were very low, hovering around 2,000 copies. This week, a raw Nearman copy of last issue sold for $71, which was double the sale four months ago. It's always a good idea to keep your eyes peeled for these later Mirage issues in any Turtles' back bin. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen this. I don't know. Yeah, like, I've that turtles are on a rebound because uh, I saw. If you haven't seen the animated movie, uh, you should go check yeah. it out. Great yeah. fucking sound, great soundtrack too. We were just talking before the show about all the great soundtracks that come out this year. Like to my so far, my favorite has been Rise of the Beast, Transformers. I agree. Agree. Oh, yep. that soundtrack was so dope. But then we, uh, so I just saw today they had a teaser for the new Blind Ronin um, video game. And that looks really good. I mean, it, it just showed like candles being blown out, but it said last Ronin. I was like, oh, shit. Because if for those of us remember, Turtles didn't start as, you know, pizza eating cowabunga teenagers. Mm -hmm. It was pretty no. dark. And then, you know, they kind of got there. But I think, you know, um, what's, you know, that documentary about Eastman layered out. One wanted to go like mass merchandising and the other one was like, no. Right. And they finally right. reunited like not too long ago, um, you know, but uh Look out for those turtles books, man. I still remember the video game, uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles, um, yeah. where you four players play one time. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, I don't have this book, but I do have a, a signed book by Eastman with a little 
little turtle head drawn on that. Is that that? Yeah, he did a thing? signing in my LCS yeah. before. Yeah. Did he? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, I got, I have some. I used to have the original uh, t- Turtles run where where kind of like a weird magazine size. Remember the black and white yep. size before yes. they went color. And yes, unfortunately, yes, I sold yes. those. I think I only have number those four left. And I think I have the one shot Raphael left. I, I think that's it. That was oh, a good wow. book. Yeah. Uh, last one is uh, to see uh, on Shaker's list, but we're going to see what's shaking the day, boys and girls. So hang around. And as promised, I know this J. Scott Campbell cover. Maybe this is my favorite one. Number 10 Shaker is X Terminators. Number one, once again, by J. Scott Campbell, produced by Marvel in 2022. J. Scott Campbell is one of the most collectible artists in modern comic book covers you as we know his artwork is highly a collectible commodity in his trade dress 2022 new york city city that's hot new york city city like new york city city a new york uh, comic and one right? yeah <laughs> nycc exclusive was a massive hit however fans would be dazzled by campbell's extremely limited release of a virgin artist proof cover that AP cover was only available through Campbell's store and released with hand number COAs from 1 to 300. With such a small print run, the books immediately flew off the shelves and weren't seen much afterwards. The aftermarket seemingly forgot about the book until the past week where we saw a sale for a CGC 9.8 go for $250. Not bad. At first, this may not seem like significant news, although... A quick dive into the CGG census revealed that Campbell Virgin AP cover was only three books on the census. More significantly, these three books are the only graded 9.8 copies. The 2022 New York City trade covers currently have 40 books on the census, 33 of which are graded at a 9.8. When we compare these numbers, we can see why the AP covers are selling for a premium. Additionally, this past week, a rumor began to spread that Taylor Swift. There we go. Yeah, there we go again. <laughs> the Taylor Swift will be making her premiere MCU appearance as a cameo in Deadpool 3. The character she would portray would be none other than Dazzler. This rumor has propelled Dazzler, Dazzler back into the spotlight and to the top of the most collectors want list. Uh, there it is. Dazzler. Once again, I remember Dazzler being big hype a few years ago, but now we're talking back about Dazzler again and, you know, yeah. get it before it's gone. Her first appearance is making moves too. the X-Men book. Um, one thirty. Yep. Uh, yeah. I have that too. I have that too. I should get mine slabbed. Um, but yeah, this is absolutely gorgeous. If uh, you know, it is, if it, it is. I think Miss Laura could cosplay this, right? Blonde hair. Oh, yeah, for sure. Outfit. Yeah. So uh, I would say hit her up on our private Instagram, but don't. Don't do it. Don't say, hey, we heard that you would do <laughs> no. a great. Uh, Wait, is, isn't she married, though, man? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. But she, uh, but this she is what Dazzler her. you would think would look like, right? This is like every depiction right. that John Romita Jr. and John Byrne did. Oh, yeah. This super is disco like, hair, like fair Yeah, super hair, disco yeah. hair, the eyes, you know what I mean? Like, right, right, this would right. be pretty rad. Shout out to you Swifties out there who are uh, buying this up. So uh, let's go see what's shaking today, boys and girls, as I share my seam screen seamlessly. And all right, what do we got here? How many people we got in the chat? How many people we got? Thumbing up this video. Let's go. 93 people, 121 people in the chat. Dig it. Dig it. Oops. Nice. I saw this. Uh-oh. Uh, let me update Yo, and see this if video the, up. Let me update yeah, and see if my collection has, has changed in value. Nope. Yeah. 
and then one sixteen. And it's probably and I haven't updated a, my, a lot of stuff. So uh, that's a good investment, here. though, Tim. That's tangible investment right there, sir. That's right. So let's see what's shaking the dope boys uh, today, boys and girls. There's a there is a new update that was sent out where you can search for things easier. Uh, but we're not here to see that. We're here to see what's shaking. Oh, man. Look at her. Dad, right there. She, is, Look at she was on our top ten. Uh, these are the biggest uh, movers of the week. Like mm -hmm. Punisher's getting some love. Interesting. It's very interesting yeah, to see yeah. where the tea leaves fall. But we're here to see what's shaking. Oh, Ooh, I already said I got some in the top row. It doesn't surprise me, though, what I see. I, I was looking at that uh, earlier before we came on the show, and it doesn't surprise me. Those have always been the, the big key books right there. Oh, I'm killing. I got four to six. Look at that. I the House of Secrets used to be on my uh, uh, kind of uh, to do to get uh, that. Uh, that was on mine, too, Tim. But, yeah, you know, I mean, that, at the price it is sale. now, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got like, well I, well, I had like four or five of those ultimate fallouts. I think I may have got two because I kind of like a okay that to, to other people. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. A okay. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> should ask for that shit back, man. Hey, we we're just talking about this. The, the Raphael, Raphael one shot. Right yeah. 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 First appearance, Casey Jones, 209.6. Yep. I think That's Ray has Casey that Jones? one. Okay. Yeah. First Casey Jones. Great book. Yeah. Yeah. So uh tales to astonish. Yeah, put the Foom Ten. Go up to the Foom Ten. Let me uh let me uh ogle in this book right here, which I'm a firm Don't believer you have this? in. I you know what? I sold it, and I'm gonna tell you a very funny story about this. I sold it at a premium when it was blown up. Man. But and this is a very funny story, if I can uh educate you guys for all of 60 seconds. I sold this and I said to myself, I will get this, and that's exactly what I sold mine for. Um, not in 2023, but I had a 9-2 that I paid like Four hundred dollars for, and somebody offered me over thirty five hundred dollars for it, and I sold it. Wow! But I, but I said I will find this book again, right? And that's what I truly believe in. And two and a half years later, I have a better looking copy found at my LCS two point five miles from my house, and I can't wait to show it to you guys. And that's it awesome. is better than that, and that's how I believe that. You know what? You'll find this stuff again, you guys. It's okay to sell it. Yeah. You'll find it again. Interesting so, negative looking kind of uh, cover, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And they say that so, that predates GSX one, and that's what the yeah, label it does. Says. It says here. Uh preview of new yeah, X-Men right team predates giant size X-Men number mm -hmm. one. Yep. So, yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Sure does. I think that was a question we asked before, like what does Foom stand for? Uh, you know, why don't you tell them auto? Friends of old Mary Marvel. There you go. There that would be go. too easy if we asked that and gave away something. So uh yeah. um Madam Web, have it, have it. Those are the crypt. That is gnarly. Had it, have it. Look at that one, yo. Nice. Talk look about at the details. Talk about the, you know, the just what we were talking about earlier with those uh, horror covers and everything. They're just they're very gruesome too. Even back then, for the, their standards, back in the 1950s and 60s, you know. Yeah, a three thousand, a nine point four so for three thousand back in last year, March thirty first, mm -hmm. seven fifty yeah. for five point Like uh, there goes like before the pandemic, I was like, you know, what? I want to, I want to start collecting like pre code horror, but then so did everybody else seemed like. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like damn, oh well, yeah, and, and, and shoot, that's when you saw a lot of comic sales, especially during the pandemic. Just nothing but um, looking on the internet, looking for deals, looking for sales, and everything. And there yeah. you go. Plus the advent of so many different, you know, outlets to sell like whatnot right. and uh short box yeah. and yeah. all those things, you know, my slab. So there's a lot of 
other ways to buy it. Ah, the great. It's a Michael Turner one right there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Six fifty. Yeah, beautiful cover, man. I, I that was on my um want list for quite some time too, man. But if I remember, just, he did. That's just hard to get few. that one. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did the other ones as well. So yeah. I think I have number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I may have the black and white too, but I mean, just the way black Michael Turner draws great. is so incredible, man. I They're have just... I have the majority of those ones. There's just that one right there with the Supergirl in the air, and there was another one. I can't remember which one it was. I think it might have been like uh, Superman and Supergirl in the air, or or, or one or the other. But uh, yeah, that that one was a hard to get one as well. Look at this one, another one, Witch's Tale. Witch's Tale. I guess we are getting close to October. Hollywood comic covers or Halloween comic covers. Weird, Weird yarn of, of unseen terror. <laughs> I Higher. <dig> it. <laughs> I love it, man. I love those old covers. Witch's Tales from 1954, right before Sodi. Uh, 650 for a 7.5. Highest known value, only $1,000 for a 9.0. But somebody's sitting on a bunch of these, I guarantee you. Yeah, oh, um, sure. Especially, yeah, old time collectors, I'm sure. Yeah. Shit, I think I had this FF issue. I know I have this one. That's a great one. Of, yep. Annihilus. First Annihilus. Yeah. Double yeah. first appearance. People have been sacking on that. Yep. Um. Oh, where's Miss Laura needed? Blonde with the red dress on. That's her favorite type of cover. So, is that, that the, one of those bondage covers, you know? Yeah, that's bad. Oh, that's flying off a flying plane right there on World War II, yeah, right? Look it, at that. It, yeah. it was very, you know, those covers were very popular back then, especially with the, the women in sort of a bondage type of. Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman. That's another subgenre wow, yeah. of collecting is uh, bondage mm-hmm. covers. And mostly it's like Wonder Woman. Like uh, famously, she was strapped onto a bomb and just dropped, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for just just and giggles, I we watched the Justice League, not the Venom, uh, not the Snyder Cut. Uh, over the weekend because it was on TV. So then I was like, ah, I can't deal with the commercial. I went to the, you know, uh, HBO Max and I saw it and it's not bad. You know, I people uh-huh. like hate on it, but you know, right. I, for the most part, I look back on it and I say, that's pretty cool, man. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's entertainment, right? Yeah. So, you know, say what you will, you know, it's, so it's to me, it I've been seeing that spawn cover a lot. Yeah. Look mm. at this. Star Wars. I just, Dolph Maul. I just bought that one. And, but, but in the color version, not, not the black and white. Yeah. This is limited to 500 wizard yeah. uh, world sketch variant from 2014. The first appearance of Gar Saxon, the first appearance mm-hmm. of Rook cast and an introduction of the dark saber, which is very uh, important huge. because yeah. we got Ahsoka coming. You know what I was watching last night in preparation that for Ahsoka to drop tonight is I've been watching rebels. Um, Have you okay. really? Yeah. There's yeah, like a list that you can look up and it tells you all the important Ahsoka yeah. episodes to watch on all the different mediums. Not that I know those, but and Ahsoka you know, was I, badass I, in, 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 I, in I watched yeah. Rebels a while back, and when I saw the trailer for Ahsoka come out, I was just absolutely first thing I saw was a chopper. Chopper was right chopper, there, you know. And I'm, amazing. Like, oh, wait yeah. a minute. I'm like, well, hold on, are they just gonna show chopper? And then they started, you know, seeing the other cast. The characters and and i'm like are you kidding me they're really bringing in the rebels crew huh yeah and what's amazing, amazing. is yeah. chopper was kind of a dickhead at the beginning of the series like he, he was, was always he really was. Was. yeah, yeah. Talk, he was, talk he about a real ass right yeah so was c3po he knocked out the he knocked them out to the republic yeah. or uh but then he you know he went back to our the empire then he went back to uh i don't want to give away too much but he went back to um senator organa uh mm-hmm. male organa right yeah, you yeah, know that yeah. precursor to like princess leia right. and you'll see exactly. leia in rebels as well um famously i mean you're gonna see 
uh, Sabine Wren, which is one of the coolest characters who are doing her graffiti. Sabine, and we right. already know that she's going to be in the Ahsoka series, which drops right. tonight at midnight. Uh, it's going to be two. Uh, they're going to show two episodes tonight. So I'm stoked. I can't wait for that, man. So yes, got myself in a primer. I've been kind of been reading the uh, watching the, the Rebels again, which is really, if you haven't watched Rebels or Clone Wars, you should watch it, especially now. I mean, I. Yeah. Just the music itself is like it, it Just, transforms yeah. you back into the world of Star Wars. You know, it's it's awesome. so amazing what they're doing with some of these um, cartoon these cartoon characters into a live TV version. Man, I mean, I mean, really, what we're getting nowadays when it comes to Star Wars is just unbelievable what they can do it's all cinema cinema version uh, types of movie style and i mean it's just amazing what they can do nowadays oh that amazing yeah. spider-man number four variant version right there i have that one yeah yeah so this is supposedly like the first appearance of sydney moon um, yeah yeah but if you want to really go back it's she's in a panel on is it issue number one i want to say where or is it this one where she was there when Peter Parker got bit by a spider and amazing, but right, they drew right, her, right. Well, she was in the background, unnamed. Uh, and they yes, kind of yes. that. Yeah. yeah First series of Silk, that. Cindy Moon 454, 9.8. And it's supposed to be a, a silk series like coming down the pipeline too soon. Not too soon. I hope the writer strike doesn't interfere with that, like with so much that's been going on. Um Gwen Stacy. I'm gonna rewatch that again. Looks like the Amazing Spider-Man, the Sinister Six, the uh, annual number one. Looks like it kind of went down on price from what it used to go be for. Yeah, because supposed they're yeah. they're supposed to be in the next Spider-Verse movie or yeah. cartoon, something along those lines, right? Something I forgot yeah. about. I think that because they kind of fucked it up in the uh, the the last series, and when they just kind of yeah. teased it, and then they did nothing with it afterwards. Yeah, but you know, I don't think they tease it. I think the fandom kind of teases it themselves. So uh, look at this. Deadpool number one. I had that one. I sold that in one of my oh, one dollar yeah, auctions at one time. Did you really? <laughs> well, I sold this yeah, I one numerous one. times. Yeah, I sold this yeah. one numerous times. It's the die cut one, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's Definitely. that going for now? About four hundred. Yeah. Yep. First, this is the direct edition from nineteen ninety three, which were booming at that time. Sixty seven dollars for nine point four. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But four thousand nine twenty four at nine point nine last year. Shit, I don't got that. That's for damn sure. I think it's I read that, that dollar like comic right there. Yeah, I know. All right, let's see uh, what else. Is Star Trek. Some not surprise. Some not so surprising on that list, but some surprising to me. Especially go yeah. all the way down. You see that Cato? Is it uh, Canto? Canto number yep. one. Yeah, yeah. This was supposed to be an animated film. Uh, I like the I like the artwork. I really do, and I like yeah. how they did the characters. It's kind of has that that cutish kind of robotic look you know i like yeah. what is that uh, like iron giant robot. almost yeah bad, bad, bad like robot. iron giant yeah. that kind of thing you know uh, yeah kind of steampunk yeah. kind of version of them so yeah, this yeah. is uh 384 9.8 but uh you see i get into it man i'm a superhero guy it's hard for me to get into these other stories you know well let me tell you something about something i watched that you should watch uh things I'll that people watch that. Yeah, things that people watch that you should watch is uh, I'm currently right now watching. Um, I'm on an anime kick, so I've been watching um, Dota Dragon Blood. If okay. you haven't seen okay. it, it's it's incredible. It's a Netflix animated series based off of the video game by BioWare, and it's so expansive. It starts off with like a dragon knight, 
and it just goes on to these dragons and some fantasy magic elves and dragons and all that nice. shit. You know what I'm saying? You, you've always been into that type of D&D type of genre oh, as well. Excalibur, oh, yeah. right? Excalibur. Excalibur, one of the best movies yeah, of all time, yeah. man. That, yeah. Yeah. A Love that. which was You remember Dragon well. Slayer back in the 80s as of well? Of yeah. If you watch those, and yeah, those were yeah. always. And Willow. Willow was a big, uh, big one for Willow me. Willow yeah. Or Legend, 80s, right? So. Now we're getting the other yeah. thing. Now we're getting off on a tangent. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, when when that you know when the houses are Game of Thrones came out, you're like you know, it's like not really high fantasy until the end when you see like you know everything come out and play right. out the way it did, and then right. you guys start right. seeing. You know, House of the Dragon is a little bit less magic, but there's dragons in there. So, you know, it's nice something in between, you know, those things. In, in between. Type of, yeah, absolutely. But I heard that they're going to be dropping a new Game of Thrones series about Duncan and uh, Dun Duncan the Tall and Egg, which are Aegon the First and it's nice okay. called T Duncan the Tall. And it's okay. going to be a Game of Thrones that takes place between after or after House of Dragons before Game of Thrones. Um, oh. So... And there's a comic that's based on it because if you want to really go deep, uh, start looking for those Game of Thrones comics. You know, you know when uh, yeah, when yeah. Then, I, I, I remember when they hit those uh, a while back. But I think it was back in 2015 or 2016 when they started coming out with those. Yeah, yeah. All right, Marty. We're almost at the uh, end of our show. Any last words? Hey, man. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and it's definitely an honor to be able to be invited back on. Lords of the Long Box, you know, it's a lot of nostalgia going on right here. So thank you so much. And thank you, everybody out there for watching. If you have not already hit that like button, please subscribe if you're not a subscriber and check us out, all of us out on Facebook, social media, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Marty will all, be back. On there. Marty will be back. I will Otto, be back, ladies words. and gentlemen. Nothing, man. Just happy I could join in tonight. You know, just, you know, these guys are old school, man. Before I was old school, I'm considered old school at this point, you know? Comic book well, we fanatics, shows on, uh, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, you, we go deep, man. This was like Google Hangouts. People don't know about yeah. that, but, man. So, exactly. we had to use Google Hangouts. We had to oh, use StreamYard yeah. stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Truly yeah. an honor to be with two guys who helped mold what three men in the basement are. Oh, man. Um, man. I had a great time tonight. You'll see me a little bit more than often. I he froze up, Danny. Make sure you sub up to that. Oh, there he goes. Got some content always kicking out. And follow us on Instagram and YouTube. And to all you guys, you know, everybody in the live chat, thank you very much for listening and watching. And sub up, comment, like, and share all that stuff. You know what to do. This was a great show. I appreciate yeah. you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we'll all see right. you Tuesday for the cover price or uh, top 10. And uh, Marty and Otto may be back. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure Marty will be. I don't know if Otto will be. Uh, but uh, Marty always says welcome on here. He was part of the original uh, Lord's show that went live. Um, Marty and Dark Side Jedi. And, you know, and, uh, you know, if you don't know about comic fanatics, they really kicked off this whole online thing you know and then i jumped on there one time remember you had that nut uh comics for whatever was on there and all the drama and it was just like crazy it was it was, it was, it was drama back in the days it yeah it was there. us it was yeah. it was you it was uh the ny warriors you know yeah. it was a bunch of cats that were just going on fucking that horrible google hangouts and there was like 10 of it us was, on there it was. Just talking, it's just so fresh. Talking. It was so new back then, you know, and the, the whole concept was just to kind of bring the community together, bring a face to the to the channel. Because back then, remember, it was just like that first person shooter view of comic yep. books. Everybody just kind of showed off their comic book. But yeah, you but never then, saw their you know, faces. 
No, you never saw the faces. I had wild hair up my ass, and I was just like, let's just bring the community together. Let's do a show, man. So there we go. Yep. Shout out to uh uh, uh God damn, I forgot. uh what's his name, man? Your team Frank team Frankness. I already forgot your name. Team Fra- Frank, yeah, Frank. Frank my, yeah. yeah, my boy Frank. Yeah, yeah. your boy yeah. Frank, who co-started boy the Frank. Uh, yeah, and he's still kicking around. He tags me every now and then on Instagram of showing course. off books. Team Franklin Fitness. So. I follow him all the time, man. It's good yeah. to see him. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Ray has not stopped. He's always been active. Even when I kind of dropped off the radar for a while, he he he's always been active, especially on the uh, Facebook group and everything. So, hey, hey, you guys. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Let the dogs out. <laughs> all right, boys it, and girls. Man. Shout out to all you guys for watching. Until next time, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.